Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be gathered together one more time. One more opportunity to praise the Lord in the house of God for His wondrous grace, His wonderful work in our lives. Amen. Praise God. I'd like to sing a song together. Come and dine. The Master calleth. Come and dine. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people come and dine. With his manna he does feed and supplies our every need. Oh, tis sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. Oh, come and dine. We've got to stand up to sing it. We've got to praise the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our might, because soon the Lamb will take His bride to be ever at His side. Isn't that wonderful? My, we're living in that time. It's right around the corner. Matter of fact, it might not even be around the corner. It might be just straight ahead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's sing it together. Soon the Lamb will take His bride to be ever all the hopes of heaven will assemble me. Oh, will be a glorious sight. All the saints in spotless white. And with Jesus, they will Oh, come and die. The calling, come and die. You may be that Jesus came for a time. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We'll give the glory to Jesus. We'll give the glory to Jesus and tell of His love, His wonderful love. We'll give the glory to Jesus and tell His wonderful love. Oh, we'll give the glory to Jesus and tell of His love, His wonderful love. We'll give the glory to Jesus and tell of His wonderful love. Brother Deepak. Could I ask you to come and lead us in prayer tonight? It'd be so nice if you could do that. I haven't got any written request tonight, but we have. Uh, we just want to continue to remember our brother Henry, and he's uh, just want to continually lift him up in prayer. And um, brother Milko and sister uh, Bev Charman, and just the different needs in our midst. Sister uh, Helen Billisberger, I believe she's also needing a touch once again and amen we're all a needy people but we're so thankful that we can come to a god that supplies all of our needs come brother deepak and just take us to the throne of grace tonight let's bow our hearts loving lord jesus christ we come before your throne of grace lord jesus lord we come to you lord in full confidence lord jesus you're our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. You care for us, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, you have given us everything, Lord God. Lord Jesus, when you have done the finished work on the cross of Calvary, Lord Jesus, Lord, you said it is finished, Lord. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, everything is done for us, Lord God. Lord, we just need to possess our land, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we come to you, Lord Jesus, in full confidence, Lord. And we pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, all the needs that have been spoken by Brother Nathan, Lord, it's all before you, Lord God. Lord, we pray, Lord, you move on the scene, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we have confidence in you, Lord God. You are our general, Lord Jesus, who has never lost a battle. Lord Jesus, you are the champion of champions, Lord God. Lord we take so much pride in you lord god lord we thank you lord god that you are our wonderful savior you are our wonderful provider lord god you are everything lord jesus you are a source of life lord jesus the only source of life that is there lord god that is you lord god alone and lord we come to you lord jesus lord satisfy all these needs lord all these requests lord jesus and lord we pray lord this evening Lord, you please come and talk to us mightily through your word, Lord God. Lord, your servant, whoever is going to preach, Lord. Lord, you speak to us through him, Lord. And Lord, let your will be known in our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, the way we came, help us not to go back the same way, Lord. 
but transform our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, that's our greatest desire, Lord Jesus, that we be found in your nature, in your character, in your image, Lord Jesus, to be pleasing to you, Lord God. And so we surrender our lives to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you have made us your bride, Lord Jesus, before the foundation of the world, Lord Jesus. Lord, the Lamb of God shed the blood, Lord Jesus, so that we can be saved, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have held us in your predestination, Lord God. And you have brought us into the fullness of it, Lord Jesus. You have brought us into the image of your bride, Lord Jesus, who you can look at and be happy, Lord God. Lord, we pray, Lord, let our lives be full of, Lord, pleasure for you, Lord God. May you be pleased with our lives, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we submit this service into your hands, Lord Jesus, once again. Lord, come and speak to us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, wonderfully, Lord, establish your throne in our midst, Lord Jesus. Lord, we haven't come to listen to any man, Lord, but we have to come. We have come to listen to you, Lord. And from your throne, Lord God, we want to hear, Lord Jesus. We want our lives changed, Lord Jesus. We want our lives transformed, Lord God. So come, Lord God. We invite you in our midst, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, once again, that you have given us this opportunity to come in your presence, Lord, into the house of God. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, we praise you, we thank you, Lord God. We ask this prayer in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can have your seats tonight. God bless you, each and every one. Just welcome you all both here and those that have joined with us online. Just pray God bless you, each one. Um, I've got a couple of announcements. Brother Glenn, is your sister here? She's not here tonight, okay. Um, we have uh, communion and foot washing happening on Sunday, um, both here and at the camp, starting at 4.30, so we just want to prepare ourselves for that. Amen. Um, since Sunday service, I've been having this song in my heart. Brother Tim uh, read the scripture, Come unto me, learn of me. And this song has just been going through my heart. I'm sorry, Brother Ryan, and this is a, I'm throwing a new song at him, but we're going to sing it. It's not too hard to learn. I think we've sang it here before, but um, Come unto me, number 764. <clears throat> Some of us uh, old timers. <laughs> bring out these songs out of the woodwork and we don't sing too often but it's a good song I really enjoy it it's uh, I just was really struck by the service on Sunday and just how that um, Jesus said come unto me and learn of me and that's what we want to do tonight we just want to come unto the Lord in this service just setting ourselves aside and and uh, learn of him Amen. <clears throat> okay, let's start with the verse. Hear the blessed Savior calling the oppressed. O ye heavy laden, come to me and rest. Come no longer tarry, I your load will bear. Bring me every burden, bring me every care. Unto me, and 
appreciate you all singing that for me. It was good. I enjoyed it. And thank you to the musicians. <laughs> appreciate you, each and every one. 
Wonderful. Amen. We have a special tonight, Sister Rosvidzo and um, um, Victoria. <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you come? Had a senior's moment. Amen. Come and get ready to sing and praise the Lord. Can we just sing a little chorus? Peace of God cover me while they get ready. Peace of God cover me. saints. I want to present the life of Christ. It's my aim today. For in his image I want to stand. So blameless on that day And though this world may criticize It will never understand That I can rest until I be a perfect man What are you going to present to the Lord at the end of your journey. He's not going to
world may offer its pleasure and peace and luxurious life of ease but it simply cannot continue on for man's just like a breeze a moment here and a moment gone like a flower it fades away but i just want to stay right on till that perfect day what are you going to present to the lord at the end of your journey Judgment is on its way, and though ten thousand fall at my side, I will never be tossed aside. For in the shadow of the mighty rock, He's where I'll abide. What are you going to present to the Lord? of your journey he's not going to be touched by anything save his testimony what are you going to present to the lord i hope it makes you sigh and cry don't be found in that position where you Take thy word, thy precious word, and anoint it to my soul. Perfect what is lacking in my faith, and make thy servant whole. Drive all doubts and fears away, for I just want to hear you say, Receive thy crown, my beloved child, you have overcome. Well done. What are you going to present to the Lord at the end of your journey? He's not going to be touched by anything save testimony what are you going to present to the lord i hope it makes you sigh and cry don't be found in 
that position where you will be wondering why oh, what are you going to present to the Lord at the end of your journey Where you will be wondering why Don't be found in that position Where you will be wondering Thank you, sisters. We'll invite our brother Mike to come at this time and um, get ready to minister. Could we sing, Jesus, draw me close, closer, Lord, to you? Maybe we can just stand together and to change the order of the service. just want to draw close to the Lord tonight. Amen. Jesus, draw me close. Oh. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Surely that's the prayer of our hearts tonight, Lord. Jesus, draw me close. Closer, Lord, to you. Heavenly Father, would you do that tonight? Would you bend an ear, Lord, to our prayers and our hearts cry? And you just step from the ramparts of glory, and Lord, just tell your angels you're just going to take a little moment. There's a little group in Cloverdale that's desiring me to be near. And Lord, you'd speak to each and individual heart. So personally, tonight we pray, Lord, you're invited. We welcome you, Lord. Welcome, welcome, Holy Ghost. We welcome you. We commit this service tonight into your hands, Lord. We thank you for the worship and for the praise and the atmosphere. And so now, Lord, as we turn to your word, may you open it to our hearts and fold it. That we might look into your word, Lord, and walk out of these doors of this building never the same again. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you tonight. Amen. Isn't he lovely? I love his presence. The song was right on schedule. My, what are you going to present to the Lord? Mm. He's not going to be touched with anything. Was it a testimony? But he test his testimony indeed. Amen. You'll see why that is pertinent when we turn to the scriptures. And before we do, I just want a quick announcement uh, just regarding watch night. Uh, that's at 7 o'clock on, on the 31st. And uh, so we do want to just, I'm giving you a little fair warning that either Brother Ryan or myself or Brother Ben, I'm going to be hunting down some good specials. So may the fire of God fall on your heart and inspire you. Because when we come knocking, it's not like, oh, my brother Michael, that, no, no, you were given warning. <laughs> so get under prayer and burden. <clears throat> All right. We had a wonderful time last year, a unique time last year. And it won't be that way. It'll be a different time this year. And so I'm excited to be able to gather in that, in a different way as we do on watch night, worship, praise, give the Lord glory for uh, another year he's given us. You know, last year, we maybe took watch nights for granted. And we'll be able to gather again, Lord willing. So let's, uh, let's come with some fire and excitement. And to get under that burden of song. You know, over the last several months, I've, I've had quite a number of people as I've traveled abroad these last few months, and uh, you don't realize how far and wide the specials go, and the worship goes, both congregational and specials. And they said, please, Brother Michael, please, more specials, please, more music. So I'm passing it on. <laughs> maybe you're slacking off. <laughs> There's no maybe there. We have slacked off. So Lord, help us. Amen? It's important. Amen. After watch night, it's 7 o'clock start, so there'll be some time after, and of course with COVID and restaurants and all this business and vax, unvaxed, all that weirdness, we're just going to have a time of fellowship after in the fellowship hall. And so we'll be having a time, of, of a time here, and then afterwards, those that want to go home, you can do that. I know children and such, but those that would like to disfellowship and, and uh, as well, we'll have a little bit of a 
appetizer and dessert potluck in the fellowship hall. So Sister Abigail will uh, tee that up and we'll just make some connections with everyone. But just so you know, that's kind of the, the uh, order of uh, the evening there, okay, for that. So come excited and expecting. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, musicians. Appreciate it. But Ryan, good to see you there. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> it's been a long time. Too long, too long. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Amen. I heard in the back room a lot of tinkling of the ivories in there, Brother Ryan, and I know you can hear me. <laughs> you're, ha you're having some liberty. Amen. And Brother Ben, I appreciate you've stepped in for all these many days. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Absolutely. You know, it's, I wasn't going to say anything, but I won't say too much, but it is a, uh, it's an anniversary day for my wife and I, and uh, you know, I, I just said, my, how odd that I'm going to be standing at the same place I was some years ago here, <laughs> and little did I know, some years later on that same on, on anniversary day, I'd be standing here in a very different way. Mercy. I think the Lord was chuckling that day on me. <laughs> well, to God be the glory. Great things he has done. Amen, hon? Amen. Let's turn to Leviticus 10. Brother David Combo from Boston and the congregation there send you greetings to Brother Ed and the ministry and all of you. He's lived here for several years and then moved back to Boston, and he's been in some different states through that time, but I just wanted to send a greetings. They're very connected with the church here. They love each and every one of you. My, they were asking for many names, the Florent family, the Beatty family, and all this, saying, how is this person? How is that person? So I, I said, is there any other names you want to throw at me after 48, 2, 2, 2 days? I'm like, anymore? I mean, I did, it felt like it was, we just had a good time. I said, uh, so we gave the testimony, game, and uh, different ones, you know, just so we had a wonderful time about Butter, Butter David Combo. And uh, so he sends his greetings and love back to you. Amen. Leviticus 10, chapter 10, verse 1. Lord, help me tonight. You pull, as I say many times, maybe for one. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And then Moses said unto Aaron, his, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will, sanct I will be sanctified in them that come nigh to me, nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. Mm. Amen. You may be seated. Now, if you go back to the song, what are you going to present before the Lord? The two sons of Aaron brought strange fire before the Lord, and we're going to speak on strange fire tonight. And uh, so you help me. Uh, somebody, the Lord is talking to somebody tonight already, already, Amen. And so I, whoever that is, you know who you are, whether you're present or not present. But I believe this song tonight 
set you up. And the Lord is saying, okay, now you better listen. Amen. So you help me tonight, you pull, all right? And uh, we'll just speak a little thought and uh, not hold you too long. Amen. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire, something strange. It wasn't original. It wasn't what the Lord had, had designed. It wasn't what the Lord had spoken to do. Moses had been spoken to. He'd been given an order. But man always has desired to adjust things. They're always wanting to improve Man always wants to look at what was done in the past and maybe, mm, well, how can I make this a little bit better? You know, that's just man's desire, you know, and that's, that's how it is. You know, that's just kind of old hat. You know, we need to move on from that, so let's, let's make an adjustment. And, and, you know, that's just, that's yesterday. You know, we moved on from that. That's man. That's, that's, how, that's how humans usually think. You know, fashion has done that. I don't see any of our sisters walking around with them honkingly huge Victorian dresses that are like three feet out on either side. No, nobody's here with that tonight. It's so yesterday. It's more like so like the Victorian area of hundreds of years ago, more than just yesterday. But things moved on. It's like, you know what? We need to improve that. It didn't, it, it's, it's a fashion of the day, and, and it doesn't work. And so we, we see how man constantly evolves, essentially. Anybody ever, do you still maintain your MySpace page? Do you even know what MySpace is? Raise your hand if you know what MySpace is. If anyone under 18 knows what MySpace is, raise your hand. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> yeah, how about Bebo? That's so yesterday, right? Yeah, they're actually trying to make a comeback. They've revamped. Yeah, it's, it's invite only. It's kind of like how Facebook started. You had to get invited by a friend because of redefining, you know? We're going to adapt. We're going to change. We maybe learn some things, and we're going to make a new Bebo page. And we're going to be the new social network. Humanity. I'm giving you a heads up. So when it springs up, you can be like, yeah, no, Brother Mike gave me full warning on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Anybody driving a Model T Ford lately? No? No. We've evolved. We've adapted, we've tinkered, man has figured out how to do that a little bit better, figured we could go faster than 30 miles an hour, and, and uh, anybody plan to go back? Dave, you want to drive the Model T? No, we don't. You want to drive the hybrid? We want to drive a Tesla. That's what we want to drive, right? Of course, who wants the Model T? Kick it to the curb, throw it in the dust, grind it up into tin, we've moved on. Right? We've adapted, we've changed, and we, we've, we've pushed the back. And I'd love to know here, who has anything crossed with a poodle? A few over here? Anybody over here? No? That dog, that poor poodle, is combined with everything under the sun. Because man thought, my goodness, we, should, we could make this better. So they've taken the poor poodle and somehow thought we could make a golden doodle, a cockapoo, a labradoodle, a yorkapoo, a schnoodle, a sheepadoodle, a poogle, and a Saint Bernoodle. <laughs> I'm for real. Someone looked at the Saint Bernard and said, I hate the drool. I don't like maybe the hair shedding. I don't know. He's not hypoallergenic, but the poodle is. So let's put this together and what do you got? 
go, you can move along with that one. You got a St. Bernoodle. Because man feels like I need to improve this somehow. Somehow I got to inject my thinking into this process and make a better creature or a better dog, so they say. And so then we've done it with food. We've combined, we've made, we've mixed together, we've modified seeds on a genetic level because we want to actually make it last longer, harsher conditions, they can take it. And so we make these modifications, and of course, we become what we call GMO, genetically modified organism, and we alter the integrity of that because and the, the originality or the original seed is lost. It's lost. In fact, there's so much, there's some concern around that because now they've, they've modified these and, it's, and that starts to pollinate and starts to go into the, into the air, and they're concerned that now that starts mixing with good seed or pedigreed seed as maybe we might talk about later. And then, and then the farmer that's paid for this good seed, this original stuff, it's getting crossed. And that's a problem. That's a problem. But hybrid's supposed to be better, of course, right? It's supposed to be better because that's man. Man's not trying to make things worse. They're trying, they're, they're trying to attain to something. Well, they're trying to, they're trying to perfect the product. They're trying to perfect it. And that's the goal, to breed or intertwine or something there to, to make the perfect, the perfect uh, you know, aspect in life. And the original kind of loses its glamour. It really loses its feeling. The hybrid is the better one. Like I said, nobody wants the original Model T. We're wanting to look for something, you know, the, the hybrid version. And, and that's indeed what Satan wanted to do in the garden. He wanted to improve somehow on the original and just inter inject something. Yeah, but you could be as gods, being wise, and inject something to improve on what God had said. It sounded good, but it was death, right? And anything man creates is generally and always going to be strange to God, strange to God. Strange fire is what was offered to, uh, before the Lord. It wasn't what the Lord had intended wasn't he had, what he had expected. And the strange here means actually it's to be a stranger or something foreign. It also means signifying something outside the law of God. The words used several times in Proverbs actually of an adulterous woman signifying wrong seed. Strange. It's actually loathsome. Loathsome. Quite the word. But Abraham says, notice here, oh, if man tried to go into the holiest of holies, somebody... Some Bible teacher tell me, he says, if somebody started into the holiest of holies, without coming through here, he died. Aaron's son took strange fire one day, some denominational fire, and they died at the door. Is that right? Well, we just read the scripture. That's exactly what happened. Now, because God had ordained a specific way. It was a specific uh, method and a specific process that was taken. There was a certain sensor that was needed, a, a specific time when they approached the holiest of holies. In fact, incense was put morning and night. There was a there, certain incense was done, uh, twilight and morning, but there was also then one day a year that he went into the holiest of holies with, with the incense in the censer. That was the day of atonement when they went behind the veil and the high priest, a specific person needed to be carrying that as they went in and a sweet smell savor, that incense that was actually, they say it was even a, a magnified incense, not your normal incense that was used 
through the daily uh, process, but this was, this was something that was more pure. It was, it was a little more specific in what they had to bring in. And they, the, the, uh, also the fire, the coals that were in the censer came from the coals that were from the altar that was before the holiest of holies, right? And so they, they, here they were coming with, with, with something that was strange from what God had asked them to do in many aspects. Strange can mean profane fire. It was, not, it was fire not kindled from the altar of burnt offering. It was fire not associated with the atoning or redeeming work of, sac- of sacrifice. You know, you say, well, it's fire. I'll just light my pot. I'll, I'll get the censer and I'll put fire in it. You know, what's the difference with fire is fire? No, that was fire that was kindled by God. That was God had ignited that fire, and then they were told that they had to continue to keep that fire burning at all times. So this was God ignited. This was God's fire, and that's what they were required to take and make sure that their censer had fire from that spot. But why do I need to bring, I mean, fire is fire. Maybe they thought it was all the same, but it's not the same. There was a huge difference. God required a specific way. Specific ingredients, specific incense. And only one person had received this information. It was Moses. And he declared it. This is what God told me. This is how it needs to be done. Wow. What does Moses know? Why should I, you know, I can bring in my own thoughts and my own ways and start injecting in here these sons of Aaron. Somehow, I do not know why. There's not a lot of scripture on what, what their rationale was behind or why they came. But I can tell you... They didn't, I don't think they came before the Lord with their censers and were expecting to die. I don't think that was the case. You know, Abihu, Nadab, you know, let's prepare what we have here and and we're going to come before the Lord and we're both dying today. Is that okay with you? No, that was not their approach. Their approach was that this was acceptable. Their approach was that this is, God's going to accept our offering. He's going to accept the incense. He's going to accept our censer, the sweet-smelling savor. And, and here, in their mind, this was okay. But it was not what God had asked and how He had asked it to be done. It was strange fire. Full expectation to enter and fulfill their part. Some think maybe they were, there was maybe some so uh, they, there was some reference to maybe they were, dr- they drank something or they were, you know, they were not in their, all, you know, drunk or something like that. I, there's, there's, not, there's nothing to really say what it was, but the bottom line was it was strange to God. It was strange to God. Regardless of what, however you think or what your thought is and how it came from or what the circumstance was or what excuse you could give, it didn't really matter. It was strange to God and it was not accepted. Period. And there was not even a time for excuse. This is strange. This is not what I said. And fire from the, the Lord came and, and they died. They were consecrated just that week prior. That they had just gone through the whole, the whole process of consecration and cleaning and such. They had been up with Moses and, and, the, and 70 others up on Sinai, and they had been a part of that. This, they, they were familiar with the presence of God, actually. This wasn't like brand new, per se. 
They had been around. They knew God was real. They'd seen the pillar of fire. They'd seen the pillar of the cloud. They, 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 they knew the presence of God, but somehow, somehow they became either casual. Did they become just, you know, ho-hum so fast? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just talking to you tonight, family night on Wednesday night. Something happened here that they felt, you know, my way is good enough. God will accept it just the way I am here. Here it is. I, I think, you know, God, you'll understand. Here's my censor, and it was rejected. It wasn't accepted. And that's the natural, of course, because that's what the Old Testament is, a type and shadow we cannot mix nothing, nothing with the Word. Nothing. It never works. God ain't looking for something different. He's like, I decreed this. This is my Word. I, I don't need you to inject some thought or idea of why you think it should be different. Just do as I say. It was that simple. He doesn't need improvement as man always desires. He just wants us to obey. He just wants us to obey, right? The original prescription for access, the original is what matters that we must follow. Uzziah, he thought, hey, I'm good enough. I'm a king. I'm a king. I can enter just as a priest. I've got the position. He's followed a good life. I'm a, I'm a, I follow the Lord. He's good friends with Isaiah. I mean, this is not a, a sinful man. And, he, and he's got position and, 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 and before the people. He said, you know, I'm just going to go myself into the presence of the Lord. Mm -mm. That wasn't good enough. That was strange. It was not the way God ordained it. Korah thought the same thing. 250 princes and all of them thought the same thing. We can just do why are you Moses? Why you? Who says that you, you alone hear from God? It was strange. No, this is the way I speak to Moses. He is, he is my lips. He is God to you. Aaron will be his prophet. Strange. David with his cart trying to get out and say, hey, this is good. It was a good idea. I want to get the ark from here to there and, and worship. And it was a wonderful time. But it was strange. It was not the original way God ordained to move the ark. And we know what happened. Uzzah tried to stop it and died. So we mix in our own idea. We mix in our own emotion, our own understanding, coming before the Lord, and it's going to be strange fire, and it will surely be rejected. But Abraham says, now we see that God doesn't change his system of doing things. He always does it the same. We are constantly changing. Man is constantly changing because we're finite. He says we make all kinds of mistakes and it can improve, get better, but God is infinite. His first decision is perfect all the time. He cannot get smarter. He's the source of wisdom. He is all wisdom. He is all power, omnipotent, omnipresent, omnipresent infinite. So therefore, he says, when he says anything, I love this part, when he says anything, hang your soul on it. Amen. Amen. Hang your soul on it. Why? Because he's an unchanging God. I want to ask you, what's your soul hanging on? What's your soul hanging on? My, I thought, what if God changed? Wouldn't that be terrible? It was repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. 
uh, Christ and you shall be saved and you shall receive, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that was, that, that's, that was the, this is what God said to do. And so they did that. And then a little while later, I did that. No, sorry, that, that doesn't work. You're not saved anymore. Well, that's, Lord, that's how I, that's what it said. I know, but I, I changed my mind. It's, it's something new now. Oh, and you come before the throne, and, and but I, that's what I had heard. I, well, you missed the memo. I changed. Forgot to tell you. You mean that's not our access to healing, you know, to lay hands on the sick? No, no, it's different anymore. But that's what we've been doing. For, well, you just, you just missed it. I, I, I changed my thought on it. That's who humans are. God's not that way. God is not that way. Amen? That's why you can hang your soul on it. You can hang your soul on the Word of God because it is unchanging. Amen? If you need to be healed, you can go to the Scripture and say, it worked yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? I need to be saved. I'm a sinner. I'm far from Jesus. Well, then repent and be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's the same in Acts 2.38. It's the same today in 2021 because He's an unchanging God. Hang your soul on it. Amen. You know what, though? Because when he doesn't change the requirements, <laughs> it's a good thing. But it leaves us no excuse. Because it's like, well, it's been that way for many, many, many years. Well, I didn't know. Where have you been? <laughs> you can't plead ignorance. Because his word has never changed, not even once. Not even once. You change, I change, time changes, the world changes, but God doesn't change. He's perfect. He doesn't change. All the way he does anything the first time, he does it every time the same way. He saved man one time because he repented. That's the way he'll save man again. He healed man because of faith. He'll heal the next one on the same basis. He never changes his way. Amen. It's original all the time. Amen. There's no hybriding adaptation, figuring how I can improve this. It's the same. And we can hang our souls on it. He's sovereign and eternal. Amen. You don't have to wait till he learns more. My goodness. He says, hold on. I, got, I, I need some time to figure out how to get through this problem. No, he knows the problem. He knows how to deal with it. He don't wait. Brother Brown says he don't have to wait till he learns more. He don't need a new degree. He's perfect. And whatever degree and whatever he, thing he makes first, his first decision remains the same forever. I love it. Amen. You know, but man, we're not that way. Unfortunately, man wants to change, as we've said, and it brings death. It just straight up brings death every time. Hybrid creates either, you hybrid something, it either can't reproduce itself, it's sterile, it either dies because it's so too hybrid, or it just straight up can't even reproduce. It's now sterile. Combine with, it, you know, you combine it with the different things together and, and, and they're stuck like a mule, right? Poor mule. They say he's the example of hybrid vigor. In fact, Charles Darwin wrote that the mule always appears to me a most surprising animal, that a hybrid should possess more reason, memory, obstinacy, consider the source, social affection, powers of muscular endurance, the length of life than either of its parents seems to indicate that art, art of combining these species here, art has here outdone nature. Nature creates a horse and a donkey, but art 
combines, and it's better, according to Darwin. Sounds amazing, apparently, that man's breeding can create something better than the original nature. The mule inherits from its sire the traits of intelligence and sure-footedness, toughness and endurance, disposition and natural cautiousness. From its dame, it, it inherits speed and confirmation and agility. Quite the animal. I mean, the mule must be everything, except in looks. That it did not achieve to acquire. He's actually preferred, apparently, as a work, in, on a working animal level than a horse. They show more patience under pressure of heavy weights. Their skin's harder, less sensitive than of horses, rendering them more uh, capable resistance of sun and rain. Their hooves are harder than horses. They show a natural resistance to disease and insects. My, this animal is the ultimate beast of burden. But he's a dead beast of burden. Because he's stuck doing nothing more than surviving for his amount of time and dying, and he cannot reproduce himself. There's no life in him. Amen. This much life. You know, actually, I looked. I said, hey, has ever, come on, get, tell me, through history, mule and a mule. No. No mule and a mule. Now, there's been a mule that has bred with a horse, and out of Genetic mutation out of the last 500 years, they say there's actually 60 that somehow donkey genes are combined with the, the, uh, the horse and from the, the donkey out of the mule. That's just genetics and ask somebody else how that happened. A blip in genetics and out came what? A mule. That's what it was. It cannot, it cannot create itself when you get mule to mule together. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. All right? So it's a dead, dead, dead hybrid. Today, livestock are often selectively bred to try selectively bred to improve growth rate. Deal with the muscle mass, uh, uh, to, uh, growth rate and muscle mass, and disease resistance. And so they've created chickens raised for meat that can now, since 1960, grow 300% faster than when they did in the 60s. I could almost watch that thing grow. Put a chicken here, it's like, whoop, whoa, okay, on the fryer. That's how hybrid the poor thing is. Selectively, you know, because it's better, right? Okay, let's see. Here's what a prophet says about that. Hybriding things, look what the world has got into today. I was reading an article here. Reader's Digest, 20 years from now, women won't have babies. It keeps on. They're eating hybrid food. The thing of it is they've hybrided, it, and that's not the way the human being was made to eat that kind of food. Yeah, it is what it is. It was made to, meet, to eat in the way it was created. That's the reason today they can't keep meats and everything in it is the way it is because it's hybrid, hot planted. Oh, every kind of way. It's all mixed up. It's got to where the entire human race is being destroyed by their achievements by trying to make, take something God made good and turn it around and make it something other way in their own way. Leave it the way God made it. Leave the word God made it. Inject something into the Word of God, your own idea of what you think it says, and you've got a mule religion that's dead. Dead. And so is a genuine Christian, Brother Brown, continuing here, you don't have to baby him. Talking about, no, sorry, let me go over. A hybrid plant, you have to baby it and spray it and keep the bugs, to keep the bugs and beetles off it. Oh, not a healthy plant, he says. Good, genuine, sturdy, strong. No bugs come on him. He's got enough in him to throw the bug off. 
And so is a genuine Christian, amen? You don't got a baby a, gen- a Christian. Oh, are you okay? Oh, COVID's here. Do you, do you have this? I, I, I'm barely struggling. No, 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 no. A pure bred child of God. It don't really matter what come his way. He's like, I got this. This bug of COVID or this, that, or the other, this wind of doctrine come through. I got the Holy Ghost inside of me, and I don't need no denominational or some worldly pesticide to try and keep me going in some culture of the world to pump me up. You're a pure seed of God. You'll weather the storm. He's got something in him. You don't have to baby him and pat him and tell him this, that, and the other. He's got something in him, the baptism of the Holy Ghost that throws all the rest of it off. Don't have to beg him around. And because he's a genuine plant of God. Amen. You know what he says? He's got something in him that wars. Mm, I loved it. I bolded it really big. Something in him that wars. There's some fighting in that plant of God. Amen. That's genuine plant. He said, mm, ain't no bug of Laodicea going to take me down and start nibbling at my leaves, nibbling at my stalk, trying to take the life out of me, suck it all out. But no, no, I, I'm ready to war. I'm going to start putting out some attributes from the seed life that's inside of me to combat that enemy. Amen. A Christian fights. For every inch of ground he stands on, a Christian fights. Ain't no give up. Ain't no give up in a Christian, amen? He must do that if he ever expects to exist. You expect to exist in this age? Shoulder up, you're going to have to fight. That's just the way it is, amen? And a Christian's going to have fight in him. And by doing it, there is something in him that takes care of him. Mm, I love it. Why? Why? Because he's a pedigreed plant. He's pure bread. Amen? Pure bread, a pedigreed animal that is pure. <clears throat> Having a list of ancestors as proof is what pedigreed is. And so he's, he's, you can prove that he's purebred. You can prove that he's from the original. Amen? He's pedigreed. Brother Bram says, Moses went down into Egypt no matter what hard thing come along. All the Egyptians everything else could perform and do and impersonate didn't stop him. He just kept going because he had a conference with God. Snake handlers and fire walkers and everything else that came up in the world. But a man that's ever received the Holy Ghost knows exactly what he's standing if he ever had a conference with God and he's been born. He knows who he believes and he knows who his papa is. Hey, man, he knows who his papa is. That's what a pedigreed horse, you can go to his papers, you're like, okay, he goes all the way down, he's like, ooh, he's, his, his daddy was this, or his great, 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 great daddy was this, because he's got the ancestral line all laid down in the documentation. Right? I had, we had a dog that way. Jaffa was kind of like that. He had, you know, some show doggy daddy that, uh, that he come from. You're like, wow, yeah, I see it. He's got nice almond eyes that, that are just like his, his daddy. Oh, he's got that big Rottweiler chest, you know. And so you could, you could tell who his daddy was. You could see characteristics of who his daddy was, right? Because you're seeing it through. And so there's proof, proof that he was purebred. Let's catch this. Let's catch this. Isn't it mighty, isn't mighty fine to look at a thoroughbred horse? But Abraham says, you go back to his pedigree. You know who his father is, his grandfather is, his great-grandfather was. Just go back, back, back. He's got a pedigree. I tell you, we got too many straggling Christians without pedigrees. My, 
He says, see, yeah, I, was this, I was this Christian, I was Baptist this week, that week, Presbyterian, before that. He's like, oh my, no pedigree at all. But a man has come to God, stood in the presence of God, accept God's grace and his salvation, been born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. He is a son of God. Hallelujah, he says. Oh my, all the devils in hell can't shake him away from it. He's like, who's your daddy? Oh, I know exactly who my daddy is because I'm a born again son and daughter of God. I can go back to the cross of Calvary where he save my sin sick soul you can't tell me nothing devil of who who i where i'm from i'll tell you sorry let me just pull out my papers and show you that i come from the word of god amen you got a pedigree amen of who you come from he says he knows where he's at he knows who his daddy is he knows where his strengths come from he knows who he's believed he knows his god he knows his word and he stays with it and he eats sheep food not the weeds of today. John 1, 1 John says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew Him not. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit to His sons into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We're sons and daughters of whom? Of Christ. And we know this by our characteristics of what our life shows. Mm. My, everybody wants to know their ancestry origin these days. I won't even ask you how many have sent in your DNA to find that out. Can I tell the story? Okay. <laughs> we have a, a, hey. Everybody wants to know where you came from. Where did I come from? Who, you know, where did I originate from? I want to, I want to know the original source of my, my family genes. I'm Scottish. I've been Scottish for a long time. I used to be what they would call the McRae's. <laughs> I was a wee little Irish, not Irish, Scottish fella. <laughs> uh-huh. Of course I was for a long time until this wicked DNA thing came up. <laughs> and my... Dad sent it in. Of course we're Scottish. Where in Scotland are we from? Well, apparently, it comes back and you get all this fancy stuff and Dad opened it up and he was, where from Scotland were you from, Dad? That's not Scotland. We're from Nottingham, which is not Scotland. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody wants to go to their background and find out what, you know, <laughs> where they came from. You find it a surprise. What? I'm not from, yeah. And now you got an identity crisis on your hand. But I thought I was Scottish. <laughs> you got to redefine yourself. That's a problem. That's a problem these days. But there's a desire to go back to where did I come from? Who am I part of? Amen. And that's the same as a son and daughter of God. Amen. Who did I come from? You came from Christ and you'll go back to Christ. Amen. Search the records. Amen. A son of God. It ain't no surprises when a son and daughter of God search the records and say, Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm desiring you. I'm a, and the son and daughter of God get on their knees and they say, Lord, I'm a sinner far from Jesus. And you, you start searching the records and find out, you know what? <laughs> start recognizing, hey, I, I'm a child of God. Yeah. Amen. You start realizing there ain't no surprise. Amen. No surprises with God.
Amen. The, the scripture says, the original, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. This is the beginning. This is the beginning in the word. In the beginning was the word. Who is the image of the invisible? This is Colossians. Who is the image of the invisible? God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that were in heaven and that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. Amen? Who? Christ Jesus. Who's the beginning of all things? Revelation 3 says, Under the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen and faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Amen? Brother Bam says, God, the creator himself, became creation. Mm. He's the beginning of creation. God, who made the dirt, made the calcium, made the potash, made the cosmic light and petroleum, took the thing together and created himself in the beginning of the creation of God. Amen. The final amen. So be it. Isn't that beautiful? God himself, he's the beginning of all creation. He's the original seed. The original seed. Amen. Now here. At the beginning of time, at the beginning of the garden, Satan went in and said, no, 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 you'll not surely die. And he started to weave and hybrid the word of God. And he started to try and put his idea in there. Mm -mm. No, Eve, you, you won't do that. You, you, you know, you, you, th this is better. And she swallowed that and perverted her womb. Something strange entered the womb, foreign foreign and in the mind first she received hybrid seed and satan has tried to and he's continued to do this all through time and continued to weave and make slight adjustments making it a little bit better in his mind and you know there's a thing in the science world several years ago i think actually just even one or two they got a nobel prize for it it's called crispr and it's this process that you can actually these scientists developed, you can go in there and snip and adjust the DNA and make a change. And they actually did it in China. A doctor did it and basically broke all ethical rules of the world and adjusted the genes of two twins in the Petri dish. And he went to jail. And no one knows where the twins are because it contravenes all of man's ethical laws to go and adjust the genes of a, of a, of a child at, uh, at, D, at, you know, at the DNA level, at the cell level, at Petri dish level, uh, period. But that's just man now, but Satan's been doing that all along. He'd started, he started really heavily there in 325 AD when he decided to go in there and just kind of snip out a little bit of area in there and say, you know what, it really, it's not baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's actually the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And he injected in his Trinity idea or his Trinity, he's high-breeding the Word of God saying it's better this way, worship this way. And, and he starts removing and high-breeding and he continued to go, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a relationship in the garden, it was actually an apple. And so he he starts to use his CRISPR tool to start adapting the Word of God for the day to make it more palatable or maybe more easy to swallow, oh, you know, and, and move people in a direction. He's hybriding the Word and killing it. 
and he continues to snip and make little edits. You know, we don't need to really be holy. You know, we, we can dress a certain way. We, you know, we, why do our skirts need to be so at a certain level? You know, but my hair doesn't need to be, you know, I could trim it all the way and, and keep it all, all that way. Well, I can listen to this kind of music and you start injecting your own ideas and injecting it. It's just CRISPR tool. Keep, keep adjusting this, the, the high breeding, the word of God and it's killing and it's strange. It's strange. And as it passes down, as traditions have been passed down, you know, in Israel they have what's called the oral law. The oral law. You know, they have in the Torah, they actually put the oral law right on the level with the Torah itself. And they say that the Torah, you know, it prohibits eating and possessing leaven on, or eleven products on Passover because, you know, and it begins at midday of the 14th day of Nisan. But our sages, they say, added two hours to this time of this prohibition because they feared that on a cloudy day, the people would err and eat leaven afternoon because it's cloudy. We don't know. So you know what? We just need to make a little adjustment and just add some time into this. And this is the, and it becomes, oh, that's a good idea. We should do that. It makes sense, right? It, it, it's strange. Just like Congress is constantly enacting new laws and regulations, and, and, uh, and for the old laws are always, not always adequate for modern trends and tendencies, so too the rabbis constantly added, uh, they added to this oral law according to the needs of their times. So we need to adjust just a little bit because the times change, right? The times change. So here even Israel on a natural, here natural Israel, they're adjusting and their, their, their oral law or the way they're interpreting it to fit with the times. And here are the sons of Aaron, how fast, how fast they did this. Oh my goodness. They, I, I, I still, still can't even wrap my mind around. Here they'd heard Moses Heard the prophet give the decree in order of how this should be. How do you approach the world? How do you approach God himself? Because if you approach it a certain way, he says in Scripture, it said the glory of the Lord would be there. So there was a process. Who would not want the glory of the Lord to descend and, and, and approach him? But here, somehow they figured out, not even one generation down, we'll just have our own thought to this, Moses. Strange fire. In the generations of Israel, we see revival in one generation, only to see the fires fading in the next, but Abraham says. And then in the third, embers are glowing, but in the fourth, maybe, not, maybe no vestige, whatever. And so there's, a, but Abraham, there, there's this watering down of, of, of the Word of God and an injection of, of, of thoughts and ideas over time. If it happens in natural things, it happens in spiritual things. And there's this watering down of our spiritual walk, watering down of, of you know, how we maybe view the Scripture. And Well, that's not quite you know, the times now. It's not culturally correct to see it that way. Strange fire. He said, it's simply a manifestation of the truth that God has no grandchildren. Salvation is not passed down by natural birth. I'm a, I'm a son and daughter of a, of a daddy that, you know, and a mommy that are saved and message believers and filled with the Holy Ghost, and that's not passed down to you. 
Any more than is any, is any truth of apostolic succession. If it isn't in the Word, it isn't in the Word. He says you start out with truly born-again believers, and then the next generation comes. They're no longer just plain Christians, but they're taking a denominational name or you know, of some sort. That's exactly where they are. He actually says, Brother Brown, quote, they're not Christians. You have to be born by the will of God, not by the will of man. If you're just going to church because of the will of man, or they say this, or they say, I'm just following their creed, or, or this or that and the other. It's by the will of man in here. He said, not even a Christian, because you're not born of God. He says, oh, I, suppose I, don't say some, I don't say that some of them aren't right with God. Not for a minute do I say that, but the original fire has died down, and they're not the same anymore. God help us. Fervent desire to please God, the passion to know His word, the cry for reaching out in the spirit, all begins to fade, and instead of that church being on fire with God, it has cooled off and becomes formal. And he says that's what's happening back in the Ephesians. He says if people weren't too careful about what God, he said the, the, the abandonment to God was dying out and the people weren't too careful about what God thought of them. And they began to be careful about what the world thought of them. And they demanded, he references Samuel, we need a king because the world has a king. So we must have a king. And he says, <laughs> Haven't I, haven't I, I, it been good enough? I'm, I've been, have I said anything wrong? Have I taken any of your money? Have I done this? Have I done that? No, no, no. No, you're fine, Sammy. It's been fantastic. But we want a king. They have a king. We need to be like them. But he's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to take your daughters. He's going to take your children. He's going to do that. I, I know. Like, look what could happen. I know. But we still want a king. Because they're so concerned about matching up with what the world was doing. God says you rejected him. It was strange. And blending it with culture of the day and it creeps into the church. It's just not culturally correct to even correct our children. You know, it's against the law in some cases, some places. Scripture says, not forsaking the not, foolishness is bound in the heart of the child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. We have a little... Little Johnny, little Bobby, little Susie. Well, let's just talk about this now. Why did you do something? Why did you do that? Did you know that's not... No, you know what? They have a, no clue. It's a good swat. <laughs> I got lots of spankings. I'm just saying it. It's, not culturally, it's just not culturally correct to do this. But it's strange fire. Some new age world day of how to handle your kids. Don't be strange, fire, saints of God. We need to accept everybody. We need to be inclusive. Mm, I know I'm, I'm touching on some real deals where you all are living. This is not inclusive. <laughs> this is pretty clear what God feels about that. And if it's filth to him in there, it's filth today, it's filth every day. He burned Sodom for it. It's filth, it's filth, it's filth. And if it you creeps in and it's like, well, you know, it's, it's strange. You know, things have changed in the church. COVID came. Churches around the world need to adapt. We need to, uh, we need to change how we're delivering. 
We need to meet the people's needs, you know. They don't want to be fed the same way. They like the internet thing. We need to, to work the social media. It's maybe a little bit more, little smaller gatherings of such, you know. We, we need to adjust to the way the world is now and recognize COVID's changed so much. And I read a bunch of articles on where people, all these different pastors thinking they need to adapt and change. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, meaning some thought they should forsake. Not forsaking as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. That is a falsehood and a strange fire before God, to be honest, because that is a strength to the believers to gather yourselves that much more together. Because you're edifying each other. You're coming together saying, hey, did you have a struggle? Oh, man, I was dealing with this at work this time. And you come together and you fellowship and you worship God and you praise Him. And there's a strength. You walk out the doors on a service and say, my, it was good to be in the house of God. But oh, no, 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 we got to stay home now because that's just, you know, the way it is. And we got to adapt to the world and the changing times. It's strange fire. It is strange fire. I could go on, lots of weather in our lives, I'm not going to be much longer. And I, really the burden of my heart, saints, I said, Lord, we need to search our hearts, because I don't want nothing strange, nothing foreign. Nothing, I, there's either acceptance or rejection when coming before God. And Satan is out to kill your spiritual walk. And is, are these shaking times? Mm-hmm. They are shaking times. They're rattling everybody to the little core. But the scripture says, that which can be shaken will be shaken. Right? Just finish it for me. So that that which cannot be shaken. So if there was no shaking, how would you know what's remaining? It's going to shake. It has to shake. Otherwise, there's no way to know. God don't know. So who's remaining? I'm a believer. Shake and rattle and shake. Pandemics fade off. Shake. You name it, name the problem, it's shaking. And it's going to rattle you to find out, are you a remainer? It has to happen, saints. It has to happen. A child, a seed of God that comes from the original seed can't help but remain. Amen. You can't help but remain. Your roots whoa, just start going deep, starts to shake, whoa, just starts to go deeper because that's what shaking does to a tree. It makes the roots just start to grab on a little bit harder. And just the wind starts, whoa, whoa, and it starts to grip in. That's a child of God, amen? You're in good ground. You're in good soil. You're planted by rivers of living water. And so let the shaking come. Find out who remains. Abraham says one little deviation from the word was a step away from Christ. He says, he continues later in the quote, he's speaking about the Ephesian church age. He says, but they're doing it so subtly that you can't see it. 
They haven't made a big move so you can see it out there and open. It's undercover, and they're bringing it this way of reason or human understanding, and it will take over unless you refuse it. He says, get back to Pentecost before it's too late. Amen. I pray tonight, saints, that we can just be really stirred, stirred in our hearts. Say, Lord, I want my sensor of my life. I don't want to be ignited by the coals of fire from the altar of God. I don't want that sweet-smelling savor to be able to be a cloud of incense before you. Lord, I want to check. I need to check my life. We don't want to crossbreed. You do not want to crossbreed some hybrid idea. Say, well, my music is okay. My social media is okay. My this is okay. It's not okay. It's just not okay. It's strange. It's just straight up strange. And it's rejected. But we, Lord, we're from Christ. The original and we have the properties, a son and daughter of God will have the properties of the original. Amen? It might be old-fashioned today. The original might look old-fashioned today. It will look old-fashioned today. You live a God-filled life following this word, yes, you will look old-fashioned. I hate to break it to you, but it's accepted by Christ. Amen? But Abraham said if it had stayed the way it was back yonder 100 years ago, or 50, he goes, when Pentecost first started out in this latter day, he said, when the word began to be preached, if it had stayed like that, she probably wouldn't have over 50 members today. Wow, I said, Lord. But they would be blood washed, and they'd have the power of God in them. Amen. The world would be shaken under her tremendous impact of the word, flesh, being, spoke, word, by, word. Invisible union, it might be very, very, very few, but she'll be original. Amen. She'll be original because God will only deposit his seed into a virgin bride womb, not in some mixed idea like Eve, who had already got a, a, a hybrid idea planted in her mind, Satan injecting his thought and twisting the word and hybriding it, and it was already, as Butter Brown says, when Adam came to her, she already was pregnated. Satan had got there first. But Lord, as Mary, as Mary, angel came and said, you're going to have a child. That which is conceived of you is of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What did she say? She said, Lord, being unto me, according to your word. Amen. She was, she, she was a child of God. A original seed who then is going to accept the original word. Not with some question or some, wow, how could this be? This is impossible. Go, you know, go to the laboratory and figure it out. You know, this, there's no way this could even happen. It didn't matter how impossible it was. Because a child of God is going to accept the impossible, accept the word of God regardless of what and how, how, how incredible it might seem. And so I pray tonight, saints, maybe a bit of a different service. But I'm praying tonight that your heart would not have any strange fire inside. I will end with this. Brother Brandon, we read the quote about the generations 
first generation, second generation, third generation, it just goes And my heart just burns when I read a quote like that. And Laura, something just really rises up in me that there would be not some strange idea or some lackadaisical mentality that we can just kind of drift along after this many years that we've had soldiers of the kingdom burdened for the, carrying this cross, burdened for the world, burdened to carry this message, and then we just kind of coast through as the generations come down and like, well, we'll just kind of get through this and, and drift along. There ain't no drifting. This is a fervent gospel. God with each generation that passes onward, I don't really care how many generations that must go forward, but may it be burning with a fire of God lit by the coals of the altar, not some strange idea because it'll be a dead church and a dead bride if that's what you're planning to, to put your own ideas into it. God help us that we don't have a strange burning fire that we can go forward. That, you, know, certain, you know when they launch a rocket? It's got first stage, second stage, third stage. It's got different things that launch it into orbit. But my goodness, may it be if we've had first generations and second generations that are launching this gospel into orbit, may we not be a third and fourth generation that's like, whoo, I'm just going to coast in space. You'll become space junk is what it is. You need to have the original fire of God also in your engine so that you're going to blast you into eternity. Amen? Let's not slack off and allow strange fire, strange cultural ideas, strange worldly things enter into our lives, you will be rejected. May it be a pure sensor of God with sweet smelling savor in our lives. God, burn it out of us. Burn out this world. Burn out these ideas. May we go back to that word constantly. You, you need to constantly because it's so hard day by day by day. You just build a little crust. If you're not keeping yourself in the atmosphere of God, if you're not in prayer, you just go to work. You're under your profanities and pornographies and this and that and the other and all these different things and you just get crusted over. You beware, you find that those cultural ideas just start permeating him into the world. Isn't this just the way it is? It's not the way it is. It's strange fire. Lord, may there be no strange fire in our lives. I only want my life to be a sweet smell. Accepted. Nothing mixed. Let's bow our heads. It might be for just one. As the song was sung this evening, what are you going to present before the Lord? It's by prayer, Lord. I just want to present something pure. What your word has decreed, what you've desired, we've had a message come forth to keep us pointed to Christ. Moses was there as a prophet of God. He was given the word of God. Lord, may we not deviate and come to a place where we just think we can do whatever our minds think we can. Maybe just play with Ryan, draw me near. It can be just in a simple moment tonight. He said, Lord, I'll just tell you right now, both my hands are up.
Because I don't want to come to that point either and say, Lord, I'm coming before you. When I cross the River Jordan, whatever point time appointed, I want to be accepted, Lord. And I pray tonight you could raise your hand to the Lord. You say, Lord, maybe just a really simple thought tonight, but I'm praying with everything that's in my heart that it would just prick your little heart. You say, Lord, you've put your finger on an area and I've been, I've been offering a little bit of strange fire. I've been injecting my own idea. Maybe I've been consumed with this and I've been consumed with that. Lord, may the conviction of God fall upon this building and this congregation and the streaming audience, Lord, so that we could clear our hearts, we could clear our lives, that there is nothing hindering the moving of the Holy Spirit. I know that's our heart's cry because as son and daughter, God desires the power of God to move within the body. And we truly, the Lord has been moving and for that we're so ever thankful. And so grateful that he would, he would move amongst us and he would answer our prayer. But I'm, saying, I'm just saying, oh God, consecrate me now. Oh, that the fire of God would consume every little bit of something of this world that would try to creep into my life and eradicate it. That I have the most purest censor before the Lord. That the fire of God is burning in my censor. The incense is pure. It's been crushed to small little pieces. It's the purest of frankincense. It's the spices. Lord, my life is a sweet-smelling savor to you tonight. If that's your desire, feel free to stand, lift your hand, whatever it is tonight, it's a night of consecration. Lord, that there would be no strange fire brought before you. That, Lord, it would be instead of fire coming out and taking the sons of Aaron, it would be the glory of the Lord that could descend upon this sanctuary and descend upon his people. And he says, I will dwell there. For there, this, is the, this is the original. This is the purest way that the Lord has desired. Heavenly Father, you know the burden of our heart, Lord. We just want to draw closer to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I know we can have wonderful services, and Lord, we can boost our faith, and all of that is wonderful. We need it. Lord, we also need to make sure that we're not bringing a little strange fire before you, Lord. And Lord, the devil thinking that he can pull the, the wool over our eyes, so to speak, and think that we can approach you, that we're just okay. And find out, Lord, one day it was not okay. Lord, the subtility of it is that Aaron's sons, it was an immediate. But Lord, here we are in a wicked day of Laodicea. And we don't see maybe the immediacy of, Lord, how things could go. But, Lord, slowly our spiritual life is dying. Our spiritual walk is dying because there's something strange in the offering. And it will not be accepted. But we think we can go along with it because, well, I'm just living an okay life. But you're not. It's strange to God. And you're dying and falling further and further away from God. Say, Lord, take every bit away in Jesus Christ's name let's sing that now together draw me near oh draw me near
come and consecrate your life to him I wouldn't leave tonight if there's even a tingling in your heart that Lord there's some strange fire there and I don't want to walk out of here without a pure pure sensor in my life amen let's just sing he came to me
are. Lord, so thankful you came to us, Lord. Lord, we are down in the gutter, or maybe, Lord, lost in sin, maybe in some religious place, Lord, and Lord, lost and far from Jesus with our own ideas in our mind, or Lord, some doctrines that we've been confused, but Lord, you came to me. You came to your people, oh God. Lord, open our eyes to see the truth of your word. Lord, plucked them out of the miry clay. You saved them, oh God, from a wretched life of sin. Oh God, we called out. We could not come to you. The chasm was too great. But you came to me. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord. Oh God, so undeserving. Lord, your grace was so unmerited, Lord. We didn't deserve nothing. But Lord, by your grace, we are saved through faith in the cross of Calvary. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord. Deal with the hearts, Lord. Deal with your hearts, Lord. We want you to move, Lord. We don't want to disturb you. We don't want to do something too quickly, Lord. Your, your, your sweetness, your tenderness, your moving is too precious. Too precious, Lord. So do as you desire tonight, oh God. Help us to be sensitive, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you can take our heart, Lord, wherever they are tonight and change it for eternity. Lord, that is the miracle of all miracles. And you can put fire in our heart, Lord, that can transform someone's being, Lord, transform their nature, make them a new creation that walk out of this building, walk out of the church, walk out of their room, wherever they are, never the same again. And Lord, it'll be worth every moment, every moment, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Let's just sing, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Oh, pass me not, O oh, gentle
I love that song. While on others thou art calling, Lord. You're moving amongst different hearts and souls, and you're dealing with a heart here and dealing with a heart there. But, oh, God, don't pass me by. Don't pass me by, Lord. Let's sing, turn my heart, turn our eyes upon Jesus. Oh, turn your eyes upon I just want to pray, Lord, for each one, Lord, has responded to you tonight, Lord. In their own way, they've, some have come, Lord, to the altar. Some, Lord, have lifted their hands to you, Lord. Maybe some, Lord, it's a groan in their heart that is inexpressible. It's just a groaning, Lord, that words don't even describe. They might find themselves in prayer. They just don't even have words to express, Lord, the desire they have the need they have that you would come and Lord purify their lives Lord remove Lord any little peace that's strange to you Lord Jesus so Lord I pray for each one Lord in the sound of this building of this vo of our voices Lord Lord that you would meet their need tonight Lord that they would walk away Lord you you met them Lord Lord you had a personal communion a conference with the master lord they can get up from wherever they are they can lord rise up from their pew cut it from the altar whatever it would be but lord they can say i had a sweet communion i talked with my jesus i communed friend with friend savior master redeemer Lord, would you do a wonderful work, Lord, a transforming work that will never be the same again, Lord. Answer questions, Lord. Meet needs, Lord. Whatever it is, you are the burden bearer. May, Lord, oh God, you take the burdens of your people. Lord, and may they take, Lord, you said my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you, oh God. May, Lord, if those that have not accepted you, may they realize it's a surrender. That is where the, the, the struggle ends, when they just let it all go. Lay it at your feet. Leave nothing held back. 
penetrate every aspect and, and area of the heart, Lord, that it's cleansed and pure before you. Oh, may the struggle end tonight, oh God. Lord, they can walk away. Lord, they have testimony after testimony after testimony that you are the same God. Lord, if you can do it for one in this building, there's another you can do it for. You can blast the heart clean. Oh God, would you do that tonight? Lord, for maybe just one soul. Lord, as that song was sung, Lord, I listened in the, in the study. I said, oh God, you have a desire tonight. You have a hunger. Lord, you're pursuing somebody. Somebody you're after tonight, Lord. So I pray, Lord, you reached them. Whoever they are, I pray, oh God, that you, you met them, Lord Jesus. You found them and they responded. In Jesus Christ's name, we commit the service to you, Lord, as we linger. Lord, I know it's Wednesday. May, Lord, those that must go, may they do that, Lord, with your presence about them. And, Lord, your atmosphere, they could just go to the car and it would just be sweet. Lord, turning our eyes upon Jesus, looking full in your wonderful face, Lord. Those that need to linger, may they do so as we just drink in your presence now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, Lord. Amen. God bless you, saints. Linger as you desire. Amen, as we just mind the Lord. Amen.